Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, and joining me this week is Tyler. Tyler, how you doing, bruh? I am a tired boy today. Tired boy? Yeah. Got up at 5.30, went down to one of our job sites in Delaware, was there for half the day, came back, and was literally in meetings all afternoon. Like, sure, that might not sound fucking hard or anything, but the meetings that we're in were very high level. Lots of thinking. So I'm just tired. Yeah. Could almost uh, put you to sleep. Yeah. Kind of like the Belgian Grand Prix. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of laps of knowing what was going to happen anyway. Yeah, it, it, it truly was. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the first half. Um, not saying it's like it was like, oh my god, this was fucking awesome, but it's at least entertaining watching some of the passing, the pit stops, some strategy. But yeah, that second half was uh, I, I I zoned out pretty hard on that one. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it, and then when I went back to look at highlights, I noticed that uh, there weren't there weren't very very many highlights <laughs> no to me the highlight was ferrari right at the end <laughs> oh yeah fucking just doing oh, oh my god just doing stupid ferrari shit like sure leclerc kind of screwed that up in a pit lane but still why'd they even pit him in the first place just unbelievable yeah like they didn't have the gap to get fastest lap nope. um yeah nope. that was just stupid yeah um yeah I think uh, I think Max and Red Bull just whipped out their dick and said, "What do you guys think?" Yeah, and, uh, they're like, just uh, "We're we're just going to try to get ever. this wrapped up as soon as possible." Basically, um, basically. And was... with the Dutch Grand Prix coming up, I imagine that's going to get even closer. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I have more hope that well, Zandvoort's not the greatest in terms of passing, but these cars can follow better. I don't know. But um, to me, Monza's the one that I'm like, I, I just think Red Bull's just going to blitz everyone there. For sure. Zandvoort maybe might be more competitive. Who knows? But I don't know. Zandvoort, we'll I will say, is probably like the third or fourth worst track on the calendar right now. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's not overly exciting, for sure. Yeah. It's weird. We have this triple header, and then uh, because Sochi's canceled... Uh, fuck you, Russia, for being a bunch of dicks. Um, you're gonna have a little bit of a break after yep. after Monza. Yep. And uh, the earliest Max could wrap up the title is Singapore. So yeah. after this triple header, it is totally possible that the title race is over. <laughs> Which, yeah. let's be honest, it pretty much is right now. But crazy, just absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. I, I hope, like, people are kind of worried that because these regulations are supposed to be rather stable through 2025, like not a ton of major changes, that we're going to be in, like, another domination era of, you know, like the Red Bull era, Ferrari era, um, Mercedes. Who knows? We'll see. It's only the first year of this. I think I think people could catch up, but um, Red Bull's just, they, they've obviously aced it. And Max is just... I, I think that the problem is, too, is, like, 
no one there's only a handful of drivers that are in, even in the same league as Max Verstappen right now, like Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, um, are probably the only two, I would say. I mean, there's other great drivers, don't get me wrong, but in order to like really take the fight to them, but they just don't have the car right now. Um, Lewis doesn't have the car. Charles and Ferrari, I think they have a good car, but it's Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just going to keep doing stupid shit. Oh, my God. So I think that's that's just the one. That's the thing that I think I'm a little bit more bummed out more than anything. I don't really care if Max or Red Bull wins. It's more just that's more some competition. I just feel like it's not totally there right now. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you know, F1 is going to be pretty much done by the time uh, September ends. Um, <laughs> I mean, realistically, like who's catching Max? Uh, on the yeah. other hand, football's coming up. We got yeah. we got we got some football uh we coming do. up, so that, we that's do. something else to watch. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you <laughs> did you watch any of this NASCAR race at Daytona? No, I did uh, is that the one oh shit. Oh, who was racing was was Kvyat racing in that one? Uh, not this one. No, the previous race, um, Kvyat and Kimi Raikkonen were in it. Okay. Um, which Raikkonen was actually doing really good, and then he got involved in a tussle like halfway through the race and mm. crashed. But so this NASCAR race was supposed to happen Saturday night, rained, got pushed to a uh, Sunday morning. They started the race at 10 a.m. Eastern. Which is weird for a NASCAR race. So, right when the F1 race was over, I'm like, fuck it, I'll throw this on. These restrictor plate tracks that they run are ridiculous to watch. Um, Dude, there was a threat because it's Florida, and there's always a fucking threat of rain. Like, they were, I don't know, 20, 30 laps from the end, maybe. And so things were really picking up. Teams knew, because a NASCAR race, once they get past halfway, if it gets called with rain, it's official. Um, So they're past halfway. So teams know that if it rains, there's a chance this race might might be over. And it's also the cutoff race for their ridiculous playoff system. So everyone's going fucking crazy. Because at these restrictor plate tracks, uh, anyone can win, basically. There's like 23 laps left. They are all bunched up, going nuts. They all go into the first turn all together, and then all of a sudden, every single car, except for just a handful, and I literally mean a handful, loses it because rain came down just like that, and they all fucking wrecked. (laughs) All it was. It was absolutely insane to watch. Because... Like, at first, the commentators were like, oh, man, someone hit someone, caused this huge wreck, and then they watched, the re- they pulled the replays up. It's like, no, they just literally lost it because the fucking <laughs> rain, just rain just started pouring down in one corner. Yeah, I would highly recommend looking that, that moment up. It was, yeah. it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life watching racing. Hey, if you want to finish first, first you have to finish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, NASCAR's dumb. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's that 
that that that's enough racing. We've we've had enough racing. Um, probably too much racing. Um, <laughs> and yes, there is such a thing. Uh, so let's get on to video games, Tyler. I don't really have much to add. Um, it's really just been Fortnite and Final Fantasy XIV taking care of my animals that I've captured. Um, you know, because they give me goodies that I can use to craft stuff. Um, and then Fortnite, Tyler... So it's been about, what would you say, about two weeks I've been playing Fortnite, thereabouts? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've almost got this battle pass done. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it's, look, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, but it's not like I've been playing Fortnite 24-7. They make it very easy if you join, like, late in a in a Battle Pass season, like, all those weekly quests are just available, and it's very easy just to shoot straight up and, um, and really, you know, fill out that Battle Pass. So I am on the ninth of ten pages of that Battle Pass. Uh, I've got one more unlock before I can start working towards getting my Vader skin. Um, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty cool... Time, pretty chill time, actually. Uh, the most chill time I've had in a battle royale. What? Uh, yeah, that's cool though that that you're able to join this late in the season and complete it, and it doesn't seem like that bad of a grind. Yeah, which you know? uh, like I know other battle passes that I've participated in, such as Apex or uh, like or even let me. See. I mean, the Destiny Battle Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you stop playing for, like, a month during that Battle Pass, you're not going to complete it. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's really it's really nice to have something that, hey, this is very doable, and I don't... Like, the thing is, I didn't have to play... If I... You could either do it this way and play a lot at the end of the season, or you just play a little bit throughout the season, or, you know, take a break and then come back to it. Like, it seems very doable for all kinds of different players. Right. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, I know, like, Fortnite doesn't have very many original ideas, but it does seem to have uh, developed them in a way that, you know, has broad appeal. Yeah. Did you get any uh victory royales? I I've had a few um but today was like a real uh a real slow day for me. I I got a lot of top 10s, but like it's yeah. The victory royales are not flowing as regularly as uh I I thought thought they would, but hey, that's not what I'm really here for. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to I'm here to do those quests here to use ridiculous emotes with skins so it looks like it looks like Vegeta is dancing in yeah it's great yeah I like making <laughs> Vegeta dance yeah uh, yeah just generally having a pretty good time nice that's good um is that it? So is, this, is that all you got? Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much Final Fantasy. I mean, I've been playing another thing, but I haven't played enough of it, of it to talk about. Um, so 
I'll talk. I'll talk about Valheim next week. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Um, I have clipped a few things off my list. Um, okay, what you got? So I finished Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, it was very okay. I would say there are a handful of missions in that game that were fun. And a handful, and, and even though they were entertaining, I wouldn't even dare to put them on a, like, best Call of Duty missions list or anything like that through throughout all of their campaigns. Um, but otherwise, it was just, it was just kind of boring. It just felt very uninspired. I didn't really, like, the character that I felt was the coolest named uh, Paulina. She was a Russian sniper. Uh, you just don't get to spend enough time with because they they um, kind of make you jump to a bunch of different characters, basically. Um, I thought the last mission was kind of lame. There was just some really bad forced like stealth stuff um, in this campaign. It was just... It was just okay. I was ready to be done with it by the, by the time I got to the end. Um, I, I just, I, unless you can pick it up on a sale and you really feel like playing it, I just, I wouldn't recommend playing this campaign, to be honest with you. Um, so, I finished that. I also finished Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, that game is absolutely incredible. Um, and definitely one of my favorite games of the year so far. Um, it was just an absolute delight from start to finish. Uh, really crazy at the end like kind of hard overall like I was really shocked by the the challenge that kind of came my way when playing it and it's one of those things of like I've I've never really liked when games like I think about Wolfenstein Youngblood when you and I played that's probably one of the worst examples of like Wolfenstein Youngblood was not that hard until that final boss yeah and that final boss was absolutely absurd how hard it was and I don't really like when games do that, when they don't progress very well, but Kirby was fun enough. I, th- I felt like the boss fights were fair enough that uh, it was it was a good time. Um, and it kind of felt like a weird boss rush at the end, too. It was just... Uh, there were literally certain levels where you kind of had to refight certain bosses throughout the whole game, but now they're a little bit different. And then at the end, there was probably four different boss fights right in a row and the last one was actually really fucking hard um i was surprised um but yeah i I really enjoyed it it was also hype as fuck at the end of this game like i could not believe how awesome it was at the end i was like this is so stupid and so hype and i cannot believe nintendo did this um it was uh, it was awesome i i absolutely recommend that game to anyone that has a switch and wants to play it. It was it was great. Oh. Um and uh yeah, otherwise I'm trying to think what else. I I uh finished the last Jedi in Lego Star Wars, so all I have left is the the Rise of Skywalker and uh then I'll be done with that game. So just gonna keep chucking along, finishing up some of these games, getting them off my list, then start playing a new crop of stuff. Um The Last Jedi was kinda boring overall. Oh. I could not believe. Probably the best part of the Last Jedi to me is 
at the at the end that battle on is it crate uh and in the rush that the resistance has to go take out these ATATs and defend the base and there's just that sick shot in the movie with the the red salt coming off uh the wings and stuff that wasn't even a playable moment in this level i i was utterly stunned it just it literally skipped to spoilers uh the part where kylo ren and luke skywalker fight i'm gonna put in quotes uh if you've seen that movie um and i was just like wow Uh, because there's so many other moments that they have recreated and have been kind of fun um not all of them but i was just kind of surprised i'm like man it must they must have been running running out of time to get this one out or something but because that's like the best moment of the movie to me i don't know but that's it that's all i got all right all right um man night wow knocking two things off the list getting close to knocking lego star wars off the list yep yep Resistance 2 probably won't take me too much longer to finish as well. So Wow. Yeah, I, I forgot you, know? you were doing that. I am. That's, that's a choice. Yeah, it um, is a choice. <laughs> well, I am yes. playing Retroarch stuff, so I guess I can't talk. <laughs> playing playing old Digimon games that no one fucking remembers. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get into the news cuz there is some stuff to talk about, some stuff to look forward to uh this coming week um or next week rather. Um Ubisoft Forward is happening and uh, we're going to see Assassin's Creed Mirage uh which is something and then there's also Assassin's Creed Infinity um how much how much Assassin's Creed is going to exist yeah (laughs) a lot Um, so apparently this game is going to be set in Baghdad uh, which is cool and you're going to play as Basim who was in Valhalla um, which he kind of comes in towards the end well, he, he's kind of there throughout the game, but really comes into his own at the end in a re- really ridiculous way. Um, also, this was, I think, supposed to be part of the season pass or something, and then they decided to spin it out due to scope. And it's supposed to apparently go back to the roots of Assassin's Creed, and it won't be like an RPG title, like... Uh, Valhalla or Odyssey Origins and it won't be as big as those titles either, um, which I'm all for. Um, you know, I I like both styles of Assassin's Creed. Um, I think they just put out too many games in that old style um, and now at this point they're starting to put out too many games of the RPG style because they're so big. It just feels like, oh my god, another one of these because um at least I'm kind of starting to feel that way. I think mostly because I didn't uh, dig Valhalla as, as much as I wish I did. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for this. Um, to go back to a shorter, not as large style as Assassin's Creed. And just kind of see what what that feels like in a modern day. Um, 
with the kind of updated feel and movement of Assassin's Creed. Um, it, it you know might not feel as old or something like that. We'll we'll see. Um, plus, I'm I'm interested in the setting as well. Um, I think I think that's cool, and uh, I'm down. Let's go. But uh, yeah, Infinity. We'll see. Apparently. Rumors are they're going to reveal two settings that Infinity is going to have. And that one's going to be more of the big, sprawling RPG type of Assassin's Creed game. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm curious on those settings as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the things I've noticed from recent Assassin's Creed's, there's not much assassinating going on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, like, maybe a return to that. Um, maybe that's what we need. Maybe, maybe that needs to become Assassin's Creed again. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than, hey, fucking sword and board or whatever fucking huge ass fucking weapon that you're gonna throw in there. Maybe you just need to do some more stabbing. Yeah. I'm I'm down for more stabbing. Let's go. Kind of missed that overall. Like. There really was no assassinating at all in Valhalla that I can think of. Um, there was some in Origins and Odyssey, but not not as much as uh, you know usual. Um, and yeah, I kind of I kind of miss it overall. I, I miss the puzzle of figuring out how to assassinate the target because you had to, because there was no other way. Um, whereas in in Valhalla in these recent games you could just go beat the shit out of them uh which don't get me wrong it's fun um I like that but you know I I, I want to put let's put let's get back to, to the roots a little bit in terms of being an assassin yeah alright speaking of going back to their roots it looks like Konami might make video games again um, or at least license someone to make a video game with their IP, potentially. Uh, Tokyo Game Show is coming up, um, and Konami is going to be there uh, with video games, question mark? <laughs> yep. Maybe Metal Gear Solid, you know, re-releases for modern consoles? Who could, I, I don't know. I don't know what Konami's going to do, but they're at Tokyo Game Show, which you might think suggests they're going to put out some video games that aren't eFootball. Or, like, remasters and collections. You know, that's the only other thing they've been putting out. Um, yeah, man, I'm down. I'm curious to see what they got. I mean, it's it's got to be Silent Hill, right? Like, that's the one that's just had the most persistent rumors. Um, and, you know, I think they've even said they're maybe working on one. I can't remember. But, I mean, it has to be Silent Hill. If it's not Silent Hill, then I'm never I'm never guessing Silent Hill will show up at any show ever again. Because I'm kind of tired of it at this point. It's kind of like Splinter Cell. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I just don't know what else it could be, I guess. <clears throat> should probably already be at the point where you're not guessing Silent Hill for anything because it's been so fucking long since Konami it has a Silent Hill game it has yeah. Uh, yeah yeah 
I think there was there was rumors, I guess, that there was two Silent Hill games in development, one of them being a Blue team and then another one being at a Japanese developer. Um, so, I don't know. I am curious. I'm, I'm overall curious. I just don't see it being Castlevania. I don't see it being Contra. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Squeak it in. I don't see it. I don't see that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be cool if it's any of those franchises. I just don't see it. Yeah, I'd like... Man. It, Castlevania. You know, just reimagining what Castlevania could be. That, that'd be pretty great. But, you know, we already have that. We already kind of have that in Bloodborne. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a... a I mean, you can get kind of tired of them, but there's a decent string of shows coming up. So we, we might have some cool announcements. There's Tokyo Game Show, which has kind of dwindled in terms of major announcements in recent years but maybe we'll get some some cool stuff out of there's that disney and marvel showcase there's the ubisoft forward um rumors of a nintendo direct maybe a playstation show the past two years they've done their shows in september possible i'm not getting my hopes up though but like might have some cool new games to talk about here soon Oh, well, we do know um, of a video game that's being made. Uh, Mafia. There's there's going to be another Mafia game. Uh, Hangar 13, you know, they make the Mafia games, and they're going to do another one. It's probably going to be a while, but hey. Mafia isn't dead. I know uh, maybe Mafia 3 didn't really hit that hard. It's been a while. It's been six years since Mafia 3. I know they yeah. re-released the uh, the earlier Mafia games. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a while. Yeah, it has. I think, uh, too, part of the reason it's been a while, I think, wasn't it last year, came out that they were working on a new IP that they spent like 50-something, like $50 million on or something like that, and it got canned. Um, so that's probably part of the reason why it's been been a while. And now they're just gonna have to go back to what works. Um, I also just think this is probably a make or break title for for Hangar Thirteen, only because of what happened with their um, new IP that they were trying to make. So we'll see. We'll see. I've never been overly interested in mafia games, but like somewhat interested. I like mafia stories. I like gangster stories, movies, whatever. Um, you know, I just never really picked these games up, and we'll see. Maybe someday. But I am, I'm curious. I guess to see what it could be, what the setting is, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's. I I've never really been a fan of the mafia. I like. I haven't played extensively any mafia game. I think I've played maybe total in all three games maybe an hour of mafia (laughs) Uh, (laughs) just having a controller put my hands Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, let's move on to probably the weirdest story of this week Um, 
It's about the video game Prey from Arcane Studios. Uh, apparently they didn't want to call it Prey. Bethesda made them call it Prey. Um, which, when you think about it, makes sense because this game is not at all con connected to Bethesda's, uh, what the IP was previously, Prey. Um, it's, yeah, it's a very different game than that, uh, very different kind of setting. Um, but yeah, they, they, they didn't want to call this game Prey. It's... It's weird. This is very weird. Unless unless Arcane had a very bad title for this video game, they shouldn't have called it Prey. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think they probably... We see this a lot in entertainment, unfortunately. It's just like sometimes it's a bit risky to, unfortunately, create a new IP, have original movie, whatever, game, um, that you kind of shoehorn it into a franchise. And this is seems like it, now this is coming out, one of those instances where um, they didn't want to call it that because it wasn't really even connected to the original game at all, or yep. what the sequel was going to be before it got canceled. Um, and then Bethesda comes in and says, you know what, how about Prey? That... I think it's going to sell better than, you know, whatever they might have called it otherwise. Yeah. I mean, there is exactly zero connective tissue between the first Prey and, uh, what was this, 2017? Yeah. The 2017 game, yeah. There's there's nothing connecting those two games other than the title. And it's yeah. uh, very strange. Right. I I agree. And, and I am curious in it to see like a different reality of what if they did name it something different? Would the game have sold better as well? Because I don't think this game sold too well, but y'all should play it because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, and uh, yeah, it's yeah that that's strange. Like you you wonder like did some people like. No, like, did people not buy the game because they knew about the earlier Prey game and, like, just didn't didn't have interest in that game and then subsequently didn't have interest in this game? Or, like, how many people went into this game thinking about the earlier Prey game and were disappointed ultimately uh, because it wasn't at all the same thing or even connected? Just a bad decision all around. Right. And what's... What's also interesting about this, and I, I forgot about this, it's been years, but the director who who's talking about this, Rafael Colantonio, um, left not long after the game was came out because of overall uh, disagreements, part of it being the name. Um, so they, they drove away a director of, from Arcane. So, yeah. Must have been a pretty pretty big deal internally. Alright. From the strange back to the familiar, let's talk about acquisitions. Um, we've got three acquisitions to talk about here. Uh, first up, let's uh, go quickly. NetEase is buying Quantic Dream. Um, what they do with David Cage, I don't know. Um, 
Seems like they they, they bought a poisoned product. I, I will say, Netties. This is not like I would not have th thought of Quantic Dream as an acquisition target, just based around you know David Cage and you know the alleged uh, conditions of working at Quantic Dream. Um, it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, uh, it, it's a weird one. Um, I, I hey, think at maybe, one maybe point, they should, maybe they can fire David Cage and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think at one point you could have said that it, it, Sony was going to buy Quantic Dream, but then that clearly de deteriorated um, around when Detroit came out. Um, also interesting because Quantic Dream was getting into publishing. I think they published their own games on PC or, or maybe 505 did that. I can't remember. But um, that that game at Gamescom that got revealed is actually a game that they're publishing. So that's something that I didn't realize with that trailer, that Under the Waves, whatever it was called. Pretty generic name, but they're actually publishing that. So, you know, how does this affect any of that? Potentially, who knows, but yeah, a weird one. Yeah, Very and weird one. you know, whenever this comes up, I must uh, remind everybody of the quote from David Cage: "In my games, all women are whores." Just so you all know what kind of guy that <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I. <laughs> Good luck, Netties. <laughs> you you sure right. got something over there. Might <laughs> yep. not be great. They did. Um, righty. Let's uh, get into Sony's acquisitions here. Uh, Sony is looking to expand into mobile. Um, they've acquired Savage Game Studios. Uh, and, yeah, the mobile is a big market, Tyler. There are a lot of... It is. A lot of people have phones. A lot of people play video games on their phones. I'm trying to think about what 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 do we get as a as a Sony video game on our phones? What do we get? Do we get a Crash Bandicoot run? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. They have a lot of like PlayStation has a lot of IP that they could like shit out a fucking mobile game for. So we'll see what this is. Yeah, I really, I don't really know what this could be, but what they said they're working on is a fucking mouthful. Uh, Savage Games is working on a new, unannounced, AAA mobile live service action game. Jiminy Crimbus. Um, that's <laughs> just a handful. <laughs> Whatever that could be. It's a mobile battle royale based in The Last of Us. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's Factions Mobile. Basically. Yeah, they see they see they see Call of Duty Mobile, and they're like, "Hey, let's get that." Since you know Microsoft has Call of Duty now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like begrudge this decision at all to go for mobile. Um, PlayStation has big IP. They clearly are trying to push their IP around with the fifty million like TV shows and movies that they have in production now um 
they also, you know, and, and it's what's interesting is Sony's kind of been buying things to make them more efficient in ways as well. Like buying Bungie to help them with live service stuff. Buying Nixus to help with PC ports. Um, I forget the one studios like Valhalla Entertainment or something that just kind of help with all sorts of different shit. Um, and now they're buying teams to help them make just mobile games. Um, which I think is smart. Obviously, I don't think they would want to take away from any of their major teams to make any mobile, mobile games. Much like they didn't want to take them away to make games for Vita, RIP. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, PlayStation's really been trying to diversify, really push their IP out in a very Disney-like way, you could say. Um, and I'm, I'm curious where this could go. Um, what I'm, what's kind of weird though is I thought they already did this a while ago because remember that Wipeout game that got announced? Um, I forget what it's even called, but it was like a Wipeout Omega or something like that. I don't even know if it's fucking out. They haven't even talked about it. But I thought that was supposed to be one of the first, like, PlayStation mobile games that they're going to get behind. Um, but they didn't. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, I, 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 too, like, I mean, I just didn't expect them to buy into mobile teams, I guess, in terms of any acquisitions. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me um, because they haven't, they don't have experience making mobile games. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot more expensive to try to build up a team from the ground up to make mobile games than it is to just go, especially now, like, I mean, less so now, but like, it is cheaper just to go buy a team that knows what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's part of the reason, too, why Microsoft's buying Activision, because of King. I mean, King King's huge. They make a shitload of money on mobile games. King and Microsoft King. doesn't really have that experience, you know? So, they are. Yeah. Alrighty, the next story we have on acquisitions um it's more of an investment really uh Tencent and Sony um put more money into From Software this will not change uh majority shareholding um Katakawa Corporation still has the highest shares um with 69.66% um so it isn't going to cause a huge shake up there as far as uh, voting power is within uh, the corporation but uh, yeah I mean it makes sense like Elden Ring's fucking huge uh, From Software is probably like one of the one of the most popular uh, developers that isn't under a major publisher at the moment. I mean, they do publishing deals with, like, Bandai Namco or Sony or whoever um, for for some of their games, but, like, they are not, like, they are not owned by a major publisher. So, yeah, it makes sense that uh, Sony would want to get in on that. Yeah. 
definitely. This is another thing we've been seeing with Sony too, a lot of just diversifying in terms of investments into companies. Now with um, from software, but they invested in um, uh, Epic, um, Discord, uh, what's the other one? Devolver Digital. Um, so this is another way that I guess Sony's trying to invest in companies to make money, but also probably get some sort of benefit out of it um, as well. So I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I, I'm, I think Sony's probably kicking themselves for not buying from software at some point because they had an opportunity to publish Demon Souls back on PS3 and they didn't. Yeah. Um, and obviously look at them now. <laughs> I mean, Elden Ring's the best selling game of the year. It's going to clean house and game of the year awards. I mean, it's, I'm sure they're kicking themselves there, but um, still, uh, I, I think I'd rather, we'll see where it goes, I guess, in, in the coming years, but I think I'd rather see this rather than from software be bought in a way, um, only because I think it's good that they get their games out to everybody, yeah. as many people as possible. Yeah, and I, I'd say right now From Software pretty much has a blank check to do whatever they want, whether that be like DLC for Elden Ring or a sequel to Elden Ring or, you know, like, ev- like Sony would definitely love to have From Software make a Bloodborne 2 if Sony puts that money in there. Like, yeah. From Software can go in any direction they want to. They They kind of have that freedom. Yeah, they do. Can you imagine the hype for an Elden Ring 2 if that was announced and they decided to go that way? That would be through the fucking roof, dude. Like, that would be some, like, Red Dead 2, Fallout 4 level of fucking hype. Um, That'd be crazy. Yeah. They're never going to make the game that I want them to make, but hey, it's okay. Armored Core is, you know... I get it. It's a thing of the past. They're just never going to do it. What do you want them to make? Sekiro? Armored Core. Armored oh, Core. Okay. Armored Core. Okay. God. Isn't that the rumor that they're making an Armored Core? Yeah, but I don't believe it. Hmm. I don't believe rumors anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I don't believe in rumors <laughs> that good things could happen for me. No. Never. <laughs> um, God. All right. Let's uh, knock out this these last couple news stories here. Um, you put this one in here. I didn't particularly find it newsworthy. I knew this was happening, but you want to talk yeah. about this lighter model of the PlayStation 5? I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of it, but yes, there is another revised model of the PS5. Not Not as slim or anything like that, but... Sony's just making some new tweaks uh, to the disc model of the PlayStation 5. It'll have a 13% reduction in weight uh, overall. I mean, the PS5, it's a, it's a chonky boy. Um, so that's pretty much it. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, I just find it interesting. Kind of shitty at the same time. Like A lot of times this stuff sort of happens where... Uh, these console manufacturers find ways to make the same thing but cheaper or faster so they can produce more, whatever. Uh, Make more money off of each unit. So I'm sure that's happening. How much 
of a reduction in cost. Uh, who knows? Because there's also increase in cost everywhere else for Sony. Uh, but let's just say theoretically, they're making this new version of PS5 cheaper, and then they are then raising the price everywhere, pretty much around the world, except for the United States. A little bit of a... It is a bummer, overall. Um, but yeah, that, that's really the only reason to put it in here. Yeah, uh, it it is a bummer, but like I kind of wondered like how they are shaving off whatever, what, like 13% of the weight, like what is that weight that they're losing? Because it doesn't, at least to me, it doesn't appear that, hey, uh, this is going to help with supply chain shortages. This isn't going to help them produce more um, because the kind of materials that are restricting the production of PlayStation 5, that doesn't seem to be the thing that like they're going to need less of here. Um, yeah. this, this kind of weight loss sort of thing, like... It, the kind of components that they're that they're shaving a little bit to shave the weight, you know, it's it's uh, it it isn't the microchips, man. The microchips are still gonna fucking hold up this whole process. So, while it might be cheaper, but I, I don't think the materials that they're that they're using less of are the expensive materials that are holding everything up. Right. Yeah, I think in in a normal economic environment probably helps them but with where everything is right now it's probably might not be as helpful who knows yeah we'll see it's just so weird like to give a a non-video game industry example of how costs have risen up um i work in the construction industry we we you know have to bid and price buildings every and all that it's a lot that goes into it we bid a project during the pandemic, like not long after the pandemic started. It was like an office building with a parking garage. It was about $30 million overall. Um, a lot of money uh, for sure, but the we didn't win the project. And then because of the pandemic, I don't think the developer ended up build, building it. They put it back out again to bid and it went up nearly 50%. Like it went from 30 to $44 million um, almost. And I don't even think they're building it at all now. Like, that's just how out of fucking control a lot of these cost things are. Um, so I'm sure Sony's feeling it, and that's why they're increasing the cost. Like, it's just, it is shitty, no matter how you slice it. But it's just, yeah, just crazy economic environment right now. Yeah, and you know, it also looks much worse because nobody else is doing it like in, yeah. in video games like oh, switch yeah, isn't definitely. going up in price the xbox isn't going up in price it just looks bad yeah definitely definitely makes them look greedy for sure greedy in in arrogant you know that that old arrogant ps3 era sony yeah. Alrighty. Last up here, we have games that you will get with your PlayStation Plus subscription. Um, with your essential subscription, your September monthly games are going to be Need for Speed Heat, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. Um, 
then there are going to be uh, games for extra and premium going up. Um, these will go up September 20th. Uh, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, Assassin's Creed Oregon, Origins, uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Deathloop, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Monster Energy, Supercross, Rapid Invasion, the interactive TV show. What the fuck is that? Rapid? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I don't remember this at all. I gotta look this up. Yeah, Rayman Legends, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, Complete Edition, Spiritfarer, Farewell Edition, and Watch Dogs 2 will be, uh, if you're in the extra or premium uh, tier of PlayStation Plus. Uh, and then PlayStation Premium Classics, which will also go up September 20th, include for PS1, Siphon Filter 2. From PS3 is Bentley's Backpack. The Sly Collection and Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. And from PSP, Kingdom of Paradise and Toy Story 3. Tyler, what the fuck is this Rabbits thing? It is... Almost exactly what it sounds like. It is an interactive Rabbids TV show. Uh, Basically, it's an interactive television game uh, that launched November 2014 on PS4. God damn. Yeah. 20 episodes. Has mini games in in all the episodes. Wow. In another world, we could have rabbits where minions are now. Yeah, oh, we could. I am that, on. That would be a better rat- world. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I love those little fucking freaks. <laughs> yeah, they they are weird, for sure. Uh, I am on rabbits.fandom wiki. Mm. There's a wiki for rabbits. Oh, <laughs> Like, imagine oh, a rabid Nicolas Cage. That'd, that'd be, be great. Good. That'd be awesome. Yes. Or like, have you seen... What if we had a, what if we had a rabid Marvel Universe? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Um, have you seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? No, I haven't yet. Is that oh, is that man. streaming yet? Can I... Uh, I don't... I don't know if it's on a service, but I rented it on Amazon. I'll I'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I loved it. it. It's goofy. It's so stupid. I really liked it. Cool. Cage was good. Pedro Pascal was very good. I'm in. It was awesome. Yeah. How about these other games, Tyler? You you excited to see Sly Cooper get back in? Yeah. Here? I mean, I would highly recommend. Anyone plays Sly games. They're very fun. Good good throwback games. I just, uh, the, I just, why would you want to stream them? That sucks. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing about that. PS3 games are streaming. So. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. they are great games. Um, I don't really know any of these other games for the classics, but. You don't you know, know uh, you don't know Siphon Filter 2? I mean, I know of it. I just never played it. So, yeah. But uh, another pretty solid crop of games going into the extra uh, portion of the service. I mean, Rayman Legends is awesome. Um, I think you're a big fan of Spiritfarer, right? Yeah, Spiritfarer is pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Watch Dogs 2. Um, 
I mean, Deathloop, if you like that. I don't really like Deathloop overall, but Assassin's Creed Origins good, but yeah, solid. Yeah, I'm not I, too big on the on the monthly games just because they're just not really my thing. I'm not saying they're bad. I know people really like the Grand Blue Fantasy titles, so yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it. I think that I think that's a show. Um, what are you looking? F- I mean, I know you said you're gonna play Resistance too, which I. I'm not going to offer an opinion on your choice there, um, but with some more <laughs> games checked off your list, what what are you looking forward to next? The what's, one what's, what's game the next that I big know, project. I'm, yeah, the one game I know I'm absolutely jumping into is Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Okay. Um, I think I'll probably start some other things as well, but that's one I'm definitely jumping into. I gotta gotta look in the list, see what's up. Look. Um, because there is a few titles that are new games that are coming out. Um, I don't want to totally overload myself. Look, it's okay. Every week we can have and we can have a segment dedicated to you avoiding Elden Ring. That's that's okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we sorry, that. sorry. God, hey man, I, you know I'm, one day gonna... one day a copy of Elden Ring is just going to appear in your house sometime. <laughs> just leave it there. It's going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And you'll be compelled um, by the greater will uh, to play Elden Ring. Yeah. You know, maybe, see. who knows, maybe maybe I'll have a Skyrim-like experience. Um, because I remember Keith, I think, years and years and years ago. I mean, we were in high school still. Uh, left. No. Might have been in college time. I can't remember. Either way, long time ago. Um, he accidentally left his copy of Skyrim at my house. And I'm like, I've heard so much about it. Fuck it. I threw it in and I was just absolutely blown away by it. Loved it. Picked up a copy of the game myself and and played a lot of it. Maybe that could happen with Elden Ring. Who knows? Who, who could say? Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we've got video games to play. I'm going to try to play something other than Fortnite. Um, I'm getting close to the... I'm not sure what I'll do once I finish that battle pass. We'll see. Um, but yeah, You could uh, go finish the Halo Infinite battle pass because uh, you have until March. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Did you see all the stuff that came out for that today? Dude, it, that's a mess. They, it's a mess. It makes me so sad. I, I, I love that game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It makes me sad. Basically, yeah. No split screen co-op, which is going to piss a lot of people off. For I don't sure. remember the last time I played a fucking game split screen, though. Like, for no, real, but for real, for real. Like, I don't fucking remember yeah. doing that. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of fond nostalgia for playing halo split screen and i'm sure there's a lot of people that were waiting to play split screen i mean yeah, a sure, lot of motherfuckers would have sat down once and played it for about like an hour or two and then never touched split screen again <laughs> let's be real yeah who knows I, I mean don't get me wrong online co-op is probably the way most people would play it but it's still a bummer overall um especially because I remember when 5 came out, it was a huge controversy that they didn't have split screen, and then they said every Halo game moving forward will have it. 
Like, they literally said that. They should and not now, make those fucking are. promises. They should not they fucking do that. They shouldn't, but that's 343, man. They stay... Ah, it's a bummer. fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, we're ending yeah. a podcast. That's what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> we'll catch you all next time. Um, we'll have video games to talk about. Maybe some uh, Tokyo Game Show announcements to talk about. Who knows? Um get into a busy part of our schedule collectively um very excited for what's to come though uh we'll catch you all uh and uh yeah just do all the good things that i tell you to do every week like rate and review us do those things share us with your friends i'm still not sure what podcast host i'm gonna end up using if you have suggestions you know you know where to find me um until next time be good to each other Play your video games and... Titty titty, bang bang.